and then you decided not to show up. Getting table. Getting table. Getting table. Getting table. Getting table. Getting table. Getting table with the Bruce, the Yang and Captain Socks. Hello, future people. Jason the Bruce here with Captain Socks. You're up there. No doubt. No, you're down there. Sorry. You're down Do there we anyways. have to make this joke every week? And obviously, you can see we do not have George. He is uh, off with family, so we're going to kick things off. Yeah, George lied to us because apparently eating is more important. I'm, I'm just saying, we were both available and, and you screwed this up. Look, it's just the way it is. It's new. We received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. It's time. All right. This week we have... I need to get rid of the mini showcase. There we go. All right, we have a few things to discuss this week. Um, and I figured I would start with the preview that Games Workshop gave us a few weeks ago. So, this weekend is the release of the Dark Elder. This was actually rumoured to be the case a couple of weeks ago, but there was no definitive evidence that I could find. So I decided not to cover it. Um, this release is a fairly standard release, really, as far as the Xenos races is concerned. There's not really much new happening in the way of models. There is a, a new starter set, or a, a campaign box set, or whatever you want to call these things that's coming, where it's um, Dark Elder and the Sisters of Battle. Um... There's been two or three stores in Australia that's had this sell out in seconds. Which really surprises me. I don't know, I was just surprised that it sold out that quickly. Uh, I believe that's just all repackaged stuff. If I'm wrong, tell me how worthless I am in the comments. Um, but unless I'm just really not looking closely enough, there's nothing yet. Um... I've got to say, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the artwork on the front of the Drakari box set. Uh, Drakari is Dark Elder, for those that are wondering. Why did they change the name? Because copyright. I mean, it's not horrible, it's just... I haven't really liked much of the artwork on this edition. Cover-wise, at yeah. least, anyway. I like the fact that they're doing something new. But, uh, I don't know. Just I don't know, It's missing something for me. Um... Combat Patrol, obviously there's a Combat Patrol coming out with every release now. Uh, this particular one looks like it's decent value for money. There's um, 18 models in the set, which in the video, you, th these are all old models, nothing in this is new. But if you're looking to buy in, it's still the cheaper way to go. Um, the only other thing on that particular one is the Warzone Caradon that we've covered a couple of times. Uh, this is the new campaign setting that's incoming. And, oh, and we got some previews for some incoming Lizardmen for Diachasm, which is the new Underworld. Um, these are models that we've already discussed, though. Mm -hmm. It was just telling us that they're kind of coming out. Uh, I still like these models. Um, they still feel like the old ones, even though they're new ones. But that that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, Showed off a couple of cards. Um, in some extremely exciting 
Blood Bowl news. There's a new field coming out. Um, I'm almost falling asleep at talking about it. That's how exciting I find that. Uh, and Treebeard is finally here. We have seen Treebeard before. He was previewed. I want to say we saw him like six months ago. It might have even been It feels been like a while ago. Um, one thing I didn't notice at the time, though, is Marion Pippin can actually be fielded separately. You don't have to have them on the model. I actually really like that. Yeah. Um, now that I know yeah. that, I can see the posing is fairly obvious, but I hadn't noticed it at the time. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like that. Um, Although they do look nice up in the, the tops of tree, uh, tree Beard there. Yes, yeah, they do. They definitely look better. Like there. in the movies. Yeah. Um, and the Dragon Cult Acolytes is that last one there. And some pretty, pretty dice. Uh, and otherwise, there's some books. So, things are starting off fairly... Fairly alright. Um, there's definitely some yeah. excited people for the Dark Eldar Codex. It looks like it's going to be nice and powerful. Uh, which is a good thing. Um, I must admit, I'm disappointed that they're not getting more than just a book. And maybe one new model. Although I'm still not 100% sure if they've got a new model or not. Um... They don't need new releases as badly as regular Eldar do. But I guess we'll find out. I have a feeling that the Eldar is not going to get anything. Our friends at TT Combat are back on Kickstarter. With a new army. That you can use in other games. Uh, the setting for this one is continuing on. With the halflings that we covered last year. Uh, yeah. They had a halfling army which also came with undead halflings and stuff as well. Uh, in this particular one, the city is under siege, so there's a whole thing of like city walls and stuff that you can get with this, and a whole heap of monstery bad guys. Yeah. Um, I just want to start by saying these dragons look awesome. I've That's, never seen a dragon that looks like, like that. Nice. Yeah. Um... Just scrolling through to show people in the video what you're looking at. Um, this stuff is usually fairly good value for money. Uh, just to give you an idea, the dragon's £22. Uh, if I go through, you can get a battalion for £60. We'll see how big that is in a second. Uh, they've got a specific pledge for people wanting to use this in role-playing games, which makes sense. Uh, the full army is £100. So, or you can get a full brood of dragons for 110. Um, so yeah, d decent value. Just quickly scrolling through to give people an idea of what they're looking at. Those pictures are not very detailed. Yeah, some of them are actual. Okay, so here we go. You got a full goblin army. First draft drawings. So yeah. The Ogre Warriors. You got your Goblin Horde. I do like the Goblins, I must say. Um, yeah. I mean, I've always been partial to Goblins. But 
I don't know. That they feel like traditional goblins, but there is something that's different about them. Um. Yeah, no, I do like them. Like I said, I've always been partial to goblins. There's a reason I was tempted to do them in Kings of War, although I never did. So yeah, there's some decent stuff there if you're interested in building an army for Kings of War or something else that's not... Like, if you want to build an army that you can't really buy... Uh, oh, I've got to say, the Pegasus. I love the Pegasus. That That's just... Yeah. It's a pig with wings. It's There's nothing that's not cool about that. But yeah, Halflings is one of those things where full army-wise, there never really was much available. Um... There was cry for someone to do it at a 28mm scale. Uh, I mean, you can try and do it in Lord of the Rings, but it's not really the same. Uh, I mean, they are equivalents, but they're not the same law-wise. Not for your traditional D&D halflings. Yes, I know they're based on the Lord of the Rings, but that's not what they've become. Uh, There's more to them than that now. Uh, I'm not one of these people. For the record, but I know that there are a lot of them, and I'm not talking it down. It's just halflings is just not my thing. Um, a lot of really nice looking minis. It's the series, pretty nice too. Down at down there at the bottom, how you can get a full fortress set up for 125 pounds. 125 uh, for the full fortress. That's damn good value. It's not bad with all those buildings that you get on the interior as well, not just the the walls, but then. Everything else? Yeah. That's uh, pretty good. You know that giant that Mantic, that um, Games Workshop have that's like 5 million pounds uh, and then it's like 30 million pounds if you buy it from elsewhere? Well, yeah. Mantic had one that was the equivalent of 90 Australian dollars, 30 pounds or 35 pounds in the UK. You've now got an alternative, yeah. which is 110 mil, so it's about the same size. Um, so if you really like the look of the Giants but don't want to spend a stupid amount of money on the Games Workshop one, um, this one even has a tactical rock. I mean, you know something's good if it's got the tactical rock. I'm sorry to pick on you, Lewis, but everything has tactical rocks, and you've just done it again. Um... That's probably... Uh, no, I still like the Rot Dragon. The Rot Dragon's probably still my favourite. Um, If you want to build a fortress, this is a really cheap way of doing it. And I don't mean cheap in a bad way. Unfortunately, we don't have George with us, as I said a minute ago. Because one of the big things I wanted to discuss was the Super Brawl Round 2. Now that we know more about it. The last time we discussed this, it wasn't really clear what was coming out for existing players. Um, So part of this is, yes, a re-release for those that missed out on the first time. Um, It's not quite the same thing. So those that thought they were getting a big deal and are now worried about, hey, you said it was a one-time thing. No, they, they have changed it slightly so that we still got the decent deal that we did. But, okay, so you got this mega fan... Pledge, which comes with everything in this particular Kickstarter, or 
for $50, you've got your round two pledge, which is just the new stuff. So you've got the Hot Trick expansion. Uh, you've got the Mental Might expansion and the Radiant Authority expansion. Um, you've got obviously the cards and you've got a sleeve kit that comes with them. Uh, you've got an upgraded rule book because obviously you've got new people. You're going to need rules for those people. Um, decent value. I'm still not entirely... I still don't think I'm getting this. Um, I just don't feel that I need it. And this is not because I've fallen out of love with the game. Um, me and George still have... I mean, we've been talking about this for months, but me and George still have plans to play this uh, and hopefully record. The thing that killed those plans initially was that I destroyed what I needed to film it. And that finally arrived this week. Um, I did order one the moment it was broken and the person in China that sent it to me uh, got the address wrong. And I can prove that. It's not just me throwing shade around. They actually got the address wrong. I have evidence. So it got sent back to China. And then they say that they sent it again. It never arrived. I don't believe they ever sent it again. If they did, I'm sorry, but I've got no... I had tra I asked for tracking details of the second package several times. I did get a full refund though, but it would have been nicer to get the you know thing I paid for, given I needed it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, th I still like. They have this thing where they um, they show what you're getting, as opposed to what you're getting in retail. Um, so it gives you, like, it's not just a blanket claim of what you save by doing this. They actually show you exactly what it's going to be priced at. And, uh, because again, this is a game that will eventually be available in retail. The reason why that hasn't happened at this stage is fairly obvious. Um, the, the savings on the round two is not as huge, but it's also a lot smaller. Um, because essentially... Your Kickstarter pledge has is $50, comes with all of this stuff, including some foil championing cards that will not be available outside of this. Um, whereas everything is being sold separately if you buy it separately. So, it, it's, it's definitely decent value. Um, they continue to have really nice looking minis. So these ones I've seen. I'm just going to circle down until we get to the new ones. Okay, so in round two, they still feel like they come from the same world. King Alistair, I think, is probably my favourite of the lot. Uh, I have actually been through these. I'm just trying to show them off for the video. Yeah. Um, Nicket is kind of cool. Um, I, I'm not disliking any of these. I'm just kind of pointing out the ones that I do like. Um, there's not really much in the mental might that grabs me, though I love the fact that they've actually done someone in a wheelchair. Um, I know that there is a salty part of the community that wants to go near about that sort of stuff, but I actually like it. Um, and, well, you're allowed to be wrong. Um, 
Everything else is stuff that we've seen before, which is why me and George was confused about this to begin with. Because the previews showed a lot of models that were already out and we already owned. Yeah. So we were like, why are they kickstarting the same thing again? That's why we were very, being very hesitant to push this very hard. Um, I'm tempted, but at this particular point in time, I'm not grabbing it. That may change between now and the end. We've still got... Ooh, actually, this might be over. It is over. It ended yesterday. <gasps> Damn! Okay, well, it looks like I'm not... It looks like I don't have any more time to... Yeah. I actually do regret that now. Oh, well. But, yeah. that It is nice to see that that was really short. Yeah, it was only 20 days or so. Start on the night. Oh, well. Um, yeah, look, it, it's good that they weren't doing what we were afraid of that they were doing. Though they wouldn't have been allowed to just re-release the same thing anyway. There's actually rules against that. Um, very, very quickly, I always wasn't going to cover this at all. Uh, there's a repaint of the um, Primaris Marine coming out. It's White Scars this time. Um, look, look at the look on Jason's face down there and the, look at the look on mine. This is as much excitement as you're going to get out of us for this. Uh, I'm not paying $220 for a $40 miniature. It's just not happening. But, okay, let's get to some exciting stuff. Stuff that we actually are interested in. So Atomic Mass Games had their mini extravaganza. Um, I still can't decide if I like the name or not. But that doesn't yeah. matter. Their own little streaming, three days worth of streaming. Uh, they did painting previews of, of painting different things. Yeah. Um, and released some, or showed previews of some upcoming items, not just only in uh, Crisis Protocol for Marvel stuff, but also some Star Wars. So, Bruce, you like the MCP stuff, so. Yep. Okay. So, on the MCP side of things, so Marvel Crisis Protocol, for those that are new, um, we have Black Cat in a gorgeous pose. Um, yeah. For those that are not familiar with Black Cat, she's totally not Catwoman. She's definitely not Catwoman. Um, she was never created to compete with Catwoman. Um, I'm throwing shade there because, yes, she definitely was. Um, anyway, so from Black Cat, you can expect a character that's going to be sexy and so forth because it is part of who she is as a character. Uh, she has this ability in the in the certain comics and animation where she was very lucky, um, and it was actually a power that she was lucky. Not quite to the level of Domino, but kind of similar. Really like that pose. Um, it certainly shows off her, like her athletics, athletics and stuff, uh, without going too crazy. Uh, and it's a pose that's a little bit different. It's not just another person standing on a rock. Uh, I like yeah. the lizard as well. Uh, he's also not standing on a rock. He's literally launching out of a manhole, which really feels like it makes sense. Um, I don't quite get why he's wearing jeans though. Mine would be painted up to be wearing slacks, I think. 
because he's supposed to be like a professor. You can see he's where it got the coat still, but yeah, I was gonna say he looks like he got the the coat. Yeah, but I don't really see a university professor wearing jeans to work. They could be blue slacks, I suppose, but they look like jeans. Maybe. To me. And we have. Why am I blanking on this guy's name? Um. Oh. Oh, I'm going to kick myself over this. This is going to annoy me. It starts with a K. I can't think of what his name actually is, though. Kingpin. No. No? It's something the hunter. Anyway. I'm looking through the comments. I pulled up their Facebook post them. Yes, I love the fact that they link to the Facebook post that doesn't actually link to what they're talking about. Um, it just no, takes them just to the actual page. Uh, we've also yeah. got probably a mini that most people were looking for, uh, which is Carnage. Um, I think Carnage is easily the best of the lot, as far as mini is concerned. Um, definitely feels very different from Venom, but you can tell that they belong together. Um, yeah. I really like what they've done with Carnage. It really, really feels accurate. Uh, Mysterio feels cool too. Um, <clears throat> you, you could play around with that to make it look more like the movie if you wanted to. Um, I just really like what they've done with it. But, there is one more that is not... Sh oh no, sorry, there's one I went past. We're getting a new Spider-Man. And some people were going, hang on, we already have a Spider-Man. Well, yes, we've already got another Black Widow, too. Uh, but this is the amazing Spider-Man. You know, the actual decent one. So the original Spider-Man in the game is kind of... He doesn't get used much because people don't think he's worth it. Um, I don't know competitively-wise how much better this one is. The model just... The model puts the other one to shame. This is so much better. Yeah. I actually don't hate the original. A lot of people do. I don't... It's not that bad of a model. Uh, but this is just... This is better in every way. I can see people who like playing the old style Spider-Man using this sculpt. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it personally. Yeah. Um... They have shown off the rules for almost everyone. We don't see the lizard and the black cats rules. But no, there's some really nice stuff here. There is a video that you can watch as well, um, which shows off a building that's part of this as well. Um, I don't know what happened to that. And, and for those that of you that originally here. are watching our post, um, they have a Twitch channel as well. And they've been streaming all this stuff on their Twitch channel. And so you can go back yeah. to their their channel and rewatch their, their streams where they discuss the various things about each of these characters that are coming out. And... Yeah, so there we go. you got Black Cat and Spider-Man coming together, which kind of makes sense. Carnage and Mysterio being together feels odd. I don't know if they're ever working together. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and Craven is the name of the person I was trying to think of. Okay. Um, 
the New York City apartment is in the video on their YouTube. Uh, and it, it just looks like a New York City apartment. That's not shade, it's just that that's all it is. If you have modern looking buildings, then there's probably not much about this that you're going to feel like you need. But if you need more terrain, then this will be something that you feel like you need. It's kind of eh in that way. But it's not a bad thing, it's just, yeah, you, you will either need it or you won't. I certainly won't need this because I already have stuff. Um, but yeah. Moving on to the Star Wars side of the equation. Models wise, there's a lot of this we've already shown. But they're showing off cards right. and stuff for it. But the X-Wing yeah. stuff is new. Yes. So X-Wing, uh, I used to play X-Wing when it first came out. And then dumped it all to get into Armada. Just because I love the capital ship feel of the Armada brings. Mm -hmm. uh, but they were releasing a bunch of new pilots. Uh, Nether and Pollard has been flying a B-Wing. And then uh, you got a couple, Captain Dobbs and Darth Vader and TIE Defenders. Uh, Lieutenant Lore in a, in a TIE Interceptor. And then you got Tepusk, in a, who's a uh, Scum and Villainy pilot, flying the Hawk 290 uh, merchant ship. And then you got Sabine Ran flying the uh, A-Wing. And then they've uh, announced a huge, new huge ship for the Scum and Villainy faction as well as for the um, Droid faction, the, the Separatist faction. And I think that looks pretty cool. I mean, they showed on the stream. I was actually watching it because I wanted to see what new Armada stuff. They had the stream for Armada and X-Wing at the same time. Yeah. The, uh, the little tentacles on the side actually move in and out because um, it's... If you look at the cards down below, it has the, a tentacle grasp ability where you can, in a sense tractor beam other ships uh, and cause them damage and then you have they're saying on the stream as well that you got a hard point where you can add a drill in a sense which you can see in the center of the model sticking out the back uh, yeah. it can yep. do damage to various ships as well so, so does this fly that way? no flies, they're saying it flies the other direction Okay. yep just like a squid I mean they it's just that it, it, it obviously it, it can turn around to grasp and drill. Yeah. This is me trying yeah, to... exactly. There we go. Yeah. Just as you can see in the Scum and Villainy lock card, you can see it attached to that larger ship in the card art. Yeah. There, the Lawless Pirates one. And then moving on to Legion, um, their stream for Legion happened at 7 p.m. my time. Um, it cut out. They had some technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, but last night they showed off Master Yoda in a painting stream. So I am looking forward to Master Yoda. He's going to be part of the clone army. Mm. Um, he actually has three different poses. They're showing two here. Um, the third pose is him trying to do a little uh, force hold. But he's walking with his cane instead of holding the lightsaber. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I, I like that pose. I'm, I'm kind of torn between which one I want to use because I like all three, but I like the Kane version too, of him hobbling around, kind of being the, the Master Yoda that we're used to seeing throughout most of the movies. Yeah. So. Um, personally, I don't know which one I'd want to paint. I actually think I'd want to paint the old man one. Yeah. I mean, he's an old man at all of them, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he is. Um, Seagulls, three... stop it now. Yeah. So we got three question marks that are still yet to be revealed, but I on my yeah. uh, Star Wars Legion uh, Discord group that I'm part of here locally, 
some folks actually posted pictures of what is coming out. And we've got some Wookiees coming out for the clones. There's they they hinted at a Kashyyyk style new units that we saw in the Battle of Kashyyyk in episode three. Yeah. And so we've got confirmed uh, Wookiee unit uh, coming out, and then a couple of droids. So the droids that we see helping guard General Grievous with the little uh, uh, saber or the pole pole arms that are, have the lightning bolts crackling at both ends. We're going to be getting a unit of those. Um, and then another tactical-looking dro- droid. It's probably going to be a, uh, I don't know what it is since I haven't seen the stream. Yeah. Um, I'll find out more info on it, and we can talk more in detail next time we record. But yeah, definitely looking forward to some new units coming up for uh, for Legion as well here in the future. Yeah. So, um, that's they the did problem say also the internet in the is stream. that if the internet dies, then the internet dies. It's kind of a fact of life everywhere. Yep. Uh, very, uh, very quickly on the last two points, because there's not really a lot to discuss, there is an event-type pack being released for both. For Marvel, it's probably one of the ones people have been waiting on, Civil War. Um, this is the Marvel event that arguably saved the company. Um, this, um, yeah... When the comic was released, this made a huge financial gain for them. Uh, on the Star Wars thing, they're calling it unconventional warfare. Make ten men yep. feel like a hundred. So, I don't quite get what this is supposed to be. So, each, each as you play, I, was, I haven't really delved into it much myself, but each X-Wing, Armada, and Legion have their own little... Organized play, they're calling it. It's their, just for this weekend of, of their mini extravaganza event. Mm. And as people played their battles, they would chime in who won, whether it was the Rebels, the Empire, or whatnot. And whoever wins overall, that f- faction is going to get a new um, upgrade card in a different style of art on the card itself. Oh, okay. Um, as part of a, you guys won. So in or in future organized play events, when you go to these events, you'll get one of these upgrade cards for for playing in that event, and it's gonna be based on the event outcome of these three scenarios for each three game. So, nice. uh, Friday, Thursday, Thursday's night's game, you played the first um, set of abilities, and then uh, the second night, so last night, you played. The, the middle segment, you could choose which one you wanted to do. Or, and then tonight's event, you played from one of the third blocks there to kind of play play your armies a little bit uh, differently. Okay. So, so making one man feel them. like a hundred is because this is all giving them advantages and it makes them like a special hero character, like in the movies. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yep. So... So it's kind of a cool thing that they're doing to kind of get people... I mean, with COVID going on, I know it's going to be a little hard sometimes. Some areas are opening up a little bit more. But with t- Tabletop uh, Simulator out there, people are able to play on, on Tabletop Simulator a little easier these days um, with all three of these games. And so uh, I think that may have been a way for people to, to play and as well and report back to 
Atomic Mass games on what what fan art is going to be the new card in the future. Um, also in the tonight's stream, they did say that this is not the only mini extravaganza they're going to have. They plan on having multiple others in the future. Um, so their own little con events, if you want to call them. Um, I think it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like when we get things like this, especially when cons and stuff is not happening right now. Uh, it, yeah, it's kind yes. of nice to get something to make it feel special. Um, I feel like there's they haven't forgotten about these games that we so love. Yeah. I mean, it's, all these companies out here have been having a hard time. We all know this. They've all had a hard time with COVID. Stores have had a hard time. And so having these little events is... Knowing that they haven't forgotten about us as the players. Um, okay, so... From TT Combat this weekend, we got a lot of cyber releases. Um, which is just terrain that possibly could feel like it belongs in another world. I mean, it definitely doesn't belong in that one, but it, it, no. it, if you wanted to feel like it belongs in there, that would be up to you. Um, Drop Zone Commander's back in the store, by the way, officially. Uh, I believe yes. it's Drop Fleet next week. For those that don't know, they deliberately turned off their resin casting uh, as part of their lock-it-down lock stuff. So everything yes. resin-wise came off the store for a little while. They did the same thing for their um, MDF a few months ago. Yep. Uh, yep. It's just trying to live by the rules and so forth. Um, so, first up we have a Cyber Ruined Relay Hub, uh, which I always like ruins. Ruins are kind of belong everywhere, uh, yep. especially in a particular game that has a K in it. Um, this next one is a very unique looking thing I haven't seen before. I love this. It, it's, yeah, it it's, cool. a, it, it's a, it's very clearly one of the pylons, um, that you get in the lore, but we haven't seen for miniature wise yet. This thing's like, it's 30 centimeters tall. This thing's huge. It's, yeah. it's the better part. No, it's slightly bigger than a foot. Yeah, just... Cyber pyramids. So if you have, I don't know, like some skeleton-looking guys that happen to be made out of metal, you know, like what? What if Terminator, but was a whole army? If that thing existed and they yeah. came out of pyramids, this would be perfect. Um, if you Monolith. wanted to use these as monolith, uh, what are the actual units called? If you wanted to use these in an army, I would be suggesting that you'd have to do this with friends. I don't know the actual size of these. Uh, they are designed to be used as terrain, but if you wanted to use them for other things, I think these are going to be too small to be used for the actual things. Now, the Supremacy Monoliths are... Definitely not something that was brand new out of a workshop that makes games. They're definitely not that. Um, but they may look a little bit like that, but it's definitely not that. I really like these. Um, and at £14, it's much cheaper than a certain game that has a K in its version of it. Space Egyptian Skeleton. That is so much better than what I said earlier, being a smartass. Um, and, and if, you don't, if you like the big, 
yeah, back to the monolith, monolithic pylon. If you like that one, you can get four smaller ones. Yes, yeah. To go um, along with it. Yeah. Um, yes. I really like these, the pylons. I mean, the small spindly things would make you nervous. Yes. But they've actually been given a support piece. I mean, I still wouldn't be throwing them around the room, but it's an MDF building. It's it's going to be... It's going to have that risk anyway, no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you get some pallets because everybody needs pallets. Uh, it doesn't really fit space Egyptian skeletons. Uh, but you, it's cool. Four, yeah, and you get 42 of them for eight pounds. Yeah, much cheaper than the ones I was building myself. Uh, although they were technically free, but time-wise is just so much longer. Last week, Lewis showed off some high fantasy stuff. Um, so this is already in the store. We've got a really... Well, I'm just, it's just awesome. Like this... I'm going to call it like a sorcerer's hut, a sorcerer's building or something. It's a two-story yeah. building with some star god symbol at the front of it. Uh, a couple of smaller houses as well. Uh, it looks that like they're using cool. cardboard for the roofs to create that sloping effect. I could be wrong on that. Yeah. Um, it could be just very thin NBF. My favourite is the one you mentioned a second ago, though. It's that tower. I love this yeah, tower. Yeah, tower looks cool. Yeah. Um, and you've got what I'm going to say is a tavern. I mean, it looks like a tavern to me. It looks very much like a tavern. Yeah. I agree. Captain Bamboozle's Wizard Tower. It has even got a cool name. Agatha's Stone Moon Tavern. There you yep. go. There's, there's, your, there's your tavern. And for those watching the video, yeah, you're looking at those prices right. So that first townhouse is 21 bucks. It's twelve bucks for the two cottages. I love that they're actually called Briar Rose cottages. That, that's actually yeah. Uh, the Wizard Tower is twenty-two pound, which isn't bad. I really wish I had a reason to own that. I really, I don't really have a reason to have it, but I want it. Uh, and the Wait, tavern, the tavern is gorgeous too. You could almost use that that tower in D and D. True. Uh, I don't know if they come apart or not. That would be the only problem, is... I'm yeah, hoping not... that they come apart, but there's nothing on this that says whether it does or not. Uh, you can probably build it and just not glue it. Uh, but I'm... Yeah. The only reason I, I'm saying it this way is because I literally don't know. Um, for those watching the video, you will see that I'm moving through this fairly quickly. But... I just there's nothing on this that I can see that mentions that they're separate that they're designed to come apart. Um, you may looks, if you want to play with them for D and D, you'd probably. Oh, well explained. Interface shows how to take. You'd have to build each floor separately, and then, like you said, not glue them. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no that confirmation we... one way or the other. That leads me to believe that they're designed to be one piece, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, Lewis, if you happen to catch this, and is like, damn it, that was in there. Why didn't you see that, Bruce? 
just shoot me a message and tell me and then I'll make sure I correct it later. Um, but I just, I don't see a specific com confirmation in here that they're designed to come apart. Um, I mean, they don't have to be. Things are usually more stable and last longer if they don't come apart anyway. It just depends on what the audience wants to use them for. The actual video was an hour and 20 minutes long, so it's another very big long one. Captain Socks already knows this, but I'm going to say it out loud on the podcast again. Just the sight of these knights make me want to build a vampire army. I love the look of this. No, yeah. I'm not doing it. I promise I'm not doing it. Oh, Lord, am I tempted. Like, these things are just gorgeous. They really feel like something from the old world, but with a new flavour. Um, the Blood Knights are just amazing. The old Blood Knights weren't even that bad, but these are definitely better. Um, you also get a sight of some very familiar looking skeletons. Gee, I wonder what they... Oh, that's right. They probably... Look, if they're not from Cursed City, they might as well be. Um, because it looks a lot like them. We've also got some zombies that look so much better than the stupid zombies from their game. I mean, I'm so glad that they're not just, you know, growing out of doors and stuff like they were last time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah, no, there is one of them. But, yeah, as you can see, there's definitely a flavour that's coming from the other game. You've also got giant fell bats, uh, which are totally not vampire bats. Uh, I still find it amusing that people think that vampire bats are a real thing. And going against something I was saying about artwork, I actually like the artwork on this book. Yeah. Um, nice. I'm. I have built enough of my Skaven army to be able to play with it, but I still haven't. Shame on you. I just. We will have news I will cover right. in hobby that may help with that later. Um, I'm really, really tempted by this stuff. I really love the look of it. But we will see what happens. In Diachasm, I already kind of hinted at this, but there is a warband coming for the Ossiarch Bone Reapers. These guys feel like they belong with the Ossiarch Bone Reapers. This is an army that people either love or they don't. There doesn't seem to be much of a middle ground with this stuff. Uh, I've gone back and forth on it a couple of times. I really liked it the first time I saw it. Kind of back down and change my mind later on. Uh, this one actually seems to have some like metal stuff going on as well, which I find interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like the fact that... I like that you have skeletons that are not just the same damn skeletons that you get in everything else. Yeah. Um, maybe it's maybe a little bit too heavily stylized, but I, I, don't, I don't not like it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, for Necromunda, one of these models was shown off in the new Mini Monday. So, Necromunda, this is the House of Faith, and it's very fire-themed. Um, 
I have a feeling that this is something that you will either like or you won't like. Personally, I hate this. Uh, that's just me. Um, I don't know. It Maybe it's the painting. Oh, I don't know. This is... This doesn't do anything for me at all. Like, not even vaguely. Um, I mean, the chainsaw is cool, I guess. Because it's like mm -hmm. a flaming chainsaw. But I don't know. Does this do anything for you? No. Not really. I mean, I know you're not a 40k person anyway. But... No. Nope. Are you not there's, liking there's it? Because there is some stuff, some stuff in 40k like you like the look of, right? You like the look of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm just I the think, only reason I, I was think, checking is I wanted to kind of show whether there was a bias there or not. Like, no, I don't like it. It's stupid, but I don't like it anyway. Um, when I when I first got into the the miniature game realm, I was very much into historical stuff. I I didn't hmm. do anything fantasy wise, sci fi wise until really Drop Zone. I, I started out with Flames of War, and that's where I started my, my miniatures gaming. It was with Flames of War and that kind of stuff. Um, like I said, I didn't really delve into the sci-fi fantasy stuff until Drop Zone, Drop Fleet. Yeah, whereas so, I came from the other direction. I came from the sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and now I've got Legion, so... And Armada. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that there is a group of people that are going to love this. Um... I don't know how much these look like the original models, because I've never pl I never played Necromunda back in the day. Um, but yeah, that these particular minis do nothing for me at all, like not even vaguely. I just don't like them. Um, there is a new starter set coming though, which is interesting. Again, you're getting scenery, you're getting minis, you're getting everything you need. What's in the box? So we're getting the Escher Gang and the Delac Gang, which are gangs that already exist. These are literally starter sets that you can buy right now. Mm -hmm. I believe the terrain is new. Uh, it comes with barricades, objectives, dice and stuff. I suspect, unlike the original one, that this is going to be fairly modestly priced. Because there's nothing in this that really screams of you... Like, their Games Workshop lately have a habit of doing starter sets of things that you need in other games. And you can only buy it in this. And then they will charge a stupid amount for it. Uh, the Pariah Nexus one recently was a very good example of that. That was the um, Necrons that like wrapped themselves in skin and stuff. It was the only place that you could buy them and something to do with Space Marines. And they charged a really stupid amount of money for it. Rumour has it that people have just chosen not to buy it. They've actually spoken with their wallet. Um, if that rumour is true, the reason I'm being very sceptical on this is that it was reported on by Spiky Bits and... They tend to go both ways as to how accurate they are sometimes. Um, if they're listening and I'm wrong on this, sorry, I'm only, I'm only saying what my experience has been. But I'm not basing my opinion on this on any... It's, this is just me thinking out loud. 
there's nothing in this that really feels like there's like the, the gangs already exist. I can go and buy them tomorrow if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I mean, the terrain is nice. I'm pretty sure the terrain is new, but you're not gonna buy the box set for this. This is fairly standard and arguably boring looking terrain. Uh, I actually like the terrain. I'm just saying everybody sells this looking terrain for like 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. Like th this is really easy terrain to get. It's just their version of it. So I expect that this is going to be fairly modestly priced, which is why I suspect that this is very standard looking. Um, and I'm saying all of this because I think that's a good thing. They, the original starter set for this sold out really quickly and from memory leaned into the expensive side. I kind of feel like this is a game that needs something to bring people into it. I know that people play it, but it's not huge. Um, so this is... This is something that I think the game needs. Um, we also get a preview of some Skatari stuff that's coming in. Um, I'm not going to be somebody that's very excited about this. I don't really... I'm not a mechanicist person. I know why people are. I'm just not... I don't like any of the range at all. Um, it's just the aesthetic of that never did anything for me. Um, I'm not saying it's horrible. I just don't like it. Um, I don't mind this tank, though. This tank for the Sisters of Battle is alright. I mean, it's just a Predator with stuff stuck onto it. But I do I do like it. Mm -hmm. It's actually quite nice. Um, and, to be frank, it should be a Predator with stuff stuck onto it because that's what the original one was, too. Um, yeah, I like it. I don't know if you have any opinions on it, Sox. Nope. 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 Fair enough. Well, remember how I said I like Gobos? I mean, go Gobos are cool. They've also previewed a new thing coming for 40k. Which I'm really hoping comes. Sorry, I had to pause the video. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that this comes in October because they haven't really done an October for months. Um, it looks like we're getting a decent actual release for Orcs this year. They're only showing off this one model, but. Yeah. There's some hints at other stuff that's coming in that video. I mean, some of this stuff is very clearly the boys that already exist. Um, already exists. You could argue that that already exists, but it looks like a new design to me. This is all cartoony, obviously. Uh, the big mech is the original design or the mech boys um those burner boys uh, feels like they're different to me i could be wrong um 
But, like I said, I'm kind of keen to see what happens with this. I don't own orcs. I do like them, I just don't own them. Uh, but I'm kind of hoping that we end up getting some new stuff for the orcs. Because the orcs are one of the armies that really need it. Um, and there's definitely some hints there of some significant new stuff coming. Which is good. Because, like I said, they kind of need it. But, that's it from the G-Dub previews. Um, any thoughts on any of those in particular? Again, I realise that you don't play any of them, but... I, mean, I kind of like, got the impression like said, that Vampires is the one that jumped out at you. I like the Vampires. Those ones look pretty cool, especially that cavalry unit. Yeah. Um, a couple of Kickstarters very quickly. One that's very much in line with what we talk about, and another one that's... A little bit left of centre. Um, I, I looked at that one. That's the one that I'm like, there. ooh, I like the look of this, but I'm never buying it because it'll cost me too much in postage. Um, well, not, yeah, I was going to say, well, it only ships to the US, so you, me or George would have to buy it for you and then ship it to you. Yeah. So, we have a Kickstarter from Arbiter Miniatures for some 3D printed stuff. Um, all of this looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um... Like, seriously. This stuff is gorgeous. I love the fact that there's minis that... Like, there's, for example, this barbarian-looking guy. You have the option of him using the axe or the sword. Um, it's... Mm -hmm. There's a couple of multi-pose things here. Well, not multi-pose. Um, there's things that you can change to have different types of weapons. Uh, this is very yes. much leaning into the D&D side of things, in my eyes. Uh, I agree. To be fair, most of these things do. Um, it all feels like it comes from the same world, but at the same time... They all look different as well. Um... I think Slightly. my favourite is the Necromancer with the skeletons coming out from around him. Which again is something that there's mm -hmm. different versions of. But I love him. He is just so cool. Not that there's a shortage of Necromancers out there. I mean it's like a miniature that seems to get released every three minutes. But I really like that one. And they're showing off some existing printed stuff to show that it does actually work. Which is good. Not everybody does that. Um, yeah. Some of these people will... Like, this is what it's going to look like. It's not been sculpted yet. Um, I don't have a problem with that per se, but I do prefer this method of showing off that, hey, I can sculpt stuff and here's evidence that it printed. Um, like, there is a lot of stuff in this page. I'm just going to skip down very quickly. Like, there's a lot of miniatures there that you can go through. Yeah, they show each one in, in resin, but then also in the FDM yeah. plastic. Um, I'll show you. Hypothetically, it's a little sharper to me. Yeah. It's 40 euros for the entire thing, uh, which is decent value. Um, there's another one that's 65, which is for everything plus a whole heap of stuff that's not been done yet. Um. He has a project called Desolate Plains. There's also a version where you can actually end up selling this stuff if you wanted to as well. 
Um, yeah, I just I thought it was worth showing off because there's some really cool stuff in there. Um, we do have people that um, are 3D printing. It's not just me anymore. Um, that's not something I have backed. It's just something I thought people would want to see. This next one is a little different though. There's no miniatures involved in this at all. This is, I mean, this is a table game. It's not a tabletop game. It's no. kind of, it feels like NFL meets air hockey. There's no actual electronics in this, just for the record. It's all natural sliding is, and stuff. I was going to say, which I thought was amazing. That he's, when I, I, cause I watched the video, I was just like, there's no electronics? This is, like, crazy. Yeah. Because so, the way the, the, the little sliders go back and forth, I was like, I yeah. thought it all be electric motors and, and stuff like that. So it looks like the way that this plays, that um, you're trying to slide what? the ball into certain positions on the table to score points, and they can set up defences to try and stop your lines in. Uh, you have a yeah. choice of running or kicking. Passing. Sorry, running or passing, sorry. And so depending on what you're picking will depend on where you're aiming for. Um, so in the video here, he's passed it and he manages to get it there and he's got to try and get it down past the line. I mean, it's kind of giving you a hint of how this game plays without actually explaining all of yeah. the details. I suspect it in the actual... And, and the, there's there's two different style of pucks. So the run puck is a little bit heavier. I mean, you got to think about it. You're you're uh, yeah. in American football. You're running. You're a little bulkier guy. Whereas passing is a little bit lighter, and it's on three different ball bearing type uh, base, and it's a little more finesse. They were saying in the video, just because in passing you're you're trying to throw it downfield a little more. Yeah. But as you've got two different sides of the board, like Bruce was saying. Uh, you've got the offense side where you're shoving it under this board of a field in a sense, and then you got the defense side. And as, when you're on offense, you try, you've, you decided if you're going to run or pass. And then on the defender side, you have the same option to try and decide what the offense is going to do. And if you choose the same, so if I was passing and Bruce was on defense and he chose pass, and I chose pass, he would be able to set up, set up a little defender to try and block me as I shove this little puck down the table and try and score points along the way. It's kind of an ingenious little idea. And and it can go right on top of a normal pool table. So Yeah, which I, I kind of like. Yeah. The thing I find interesting about this is I don't remember the last time somebody actually made a new parlor game. It's been a while. Like, I can't even think of a new one that came out in our lifetime. I mean, there, there probably has been. I, I just... Air hockey is so much older than we are. Yeah. Uh, pinball machines are older than we are. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you could argue video games, but I wouldn't really shuffle? call them parlor. What about shuffleboard, where you got the little uh, sand grit board that ended up like a 20-foot long wooden plank board that you shove the little pucks 20 feet down. I think that's older than us, too. Yeah, probably. I've never actually played that, honestly. 
But I played it a couple of times. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah, th this. I really like what they're doing with this. Th these pieces are actually metal. They're showing as well. So there's actually, like you <laughs> said, some decent weight in them. Um, I know that it's very much outside of what we normally talk about, but. It's the first time I've seen anything like this for a very long time. Uh, hypothetically, if you are in the US and you want to get your hands on this, you would be looking at at least 150 US dollars, which is also a lot cheaper than I, th I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, but that gives you your target mat, your pucks, your drive pad, some defenders. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then there's the really $500 version, which is, I believe, the one that's actually... Yeah, this is the one that can be added to the tabletop. And then there's a full-on actual table kit for 1500 Like, that no, doesn't well, surprise me at all. There's one that's for 2000 that gives you pretty much everything. Oh, yeah, I didn't even 2000. see that one. So... So this, the two thousand dollar one fits on top of the standard eight foot tool, tool, pool table or larger. Yeah, the, I think the five hundred one just gives you something that you can probably put on kitchen table or something like that. Yeah, this is something that's very much in the early days, uh, and very clearly has a long way to go. But if you enjoy these types of things, which I think most of us do. Mm -hmm. Um, it'd definitely be worth looking at. I mean, you're going to have to justify that price. This is the sort of thing that I would be suggesting that if you're doing it, you're doing it with a group of friends that you live with locally, and it becomes a group-owned item. Um, or, I don't or, see or, a lot of people buying this for themselves. I, I could see pubs or yeah. bars as a business venture doing it as well like you said or a group of friends like you said yeah and hopefully it stays in one area no one has to move later on yeah but yeah that's the end of the news for the moment i think it's time to discuss it's time that one bruce and two yanks gave some attention to the indies some indies so this week I'm talking about a company called Verge of War, which I came across randomly while looking at... St no, no I didn't, sorry, I'm telling a lie. Michelle shared this with us, I think. Yeah. I'm going to double check that. I'm pretty so, sure he did send this stuff. I will tell you what I I remember we were going to discuss it at one time, but I think we got a little long in one of our previous episodes, and so we just decided to cut this segment out, but I think yes. Michelle is the one who sent it to us. Um, it's... No, this is not the one that he pointed out. This oh, is one is that, that I came across. Okay, so, Verge of it War... Looks familiar. Yeah. That they have been advertised fairly heavily on Facebook, which is how I come across it. Verge of War have a couple of their own games that they have minis for. Um, I'm just going to kind of start with the Forces of Humanity, 
just because it feels like a decent place to start. They are located at vergeofwar.com. I like it when a website is easy to find. So these particular minis are very sci-fi, obviously. Um, I'm really liking the look of them. Um, they almost look or medieval sci-fi because they almost look like they're wearing suits of armor like, like knights yeah. would wear. It's very heavily stylized. I quite like that, though. I do. I do, too. Um, it kind of... I don't know. I mean, the, the armor stuff reminds me of Infinity a little bit, but it doesn't look yeah. like it's stealing from Infinity, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that's what the aesthetic reminds me of. Um, especially that lieutenant. That lieutenant, especially. Lieutenant, lieutenant. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Up at the top of the, scope, the yeah. page where you get your, your squire and your various knights. I quite like these um, pirate the 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 free posse as well, uh, which are obviously by the look of them they're supposed to be not working with the establishment. The boats one is just gorgeous. Speaking of, there is also some space pirates, and that's what I first came across when I come across this website. Because what's better than pirates? Pirates in space. Because at least pirates in space won't stink to high heaven. So this captain clearly is supposed to be wearing a mask because it's still causing human. Apparently his raincoat is removable. So that means that you can actually individualize him a little bit too. Oh yeah, there we go. There's an example of him without the coat. Oh, I actually think I might like him more without the raincoat. And yes, so this is not a cape. This is a raincoat. I like that. It's not just something that doesn't feel like it belongs. Though I do Mm -hmm. have to ask why a space pirate needs a raincoat. Um, Yeah. But I mean, capes in a sci-fi setting don't always really feel like they belong there. They've actually done something to explain that. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I really, really like the look of this stuff. Um, it's just gorgeous to me, at least, anyway. Um... The last faction in this particular game is called the Asgars, which is very much your alien force. Um, so it looks elven, alien, elvish. There's some, realm. there's some Egyptian, yeah, feeling stuff in there too. Yeah, I think out of the four, this is, I think these were my favorite. Although I do like the knights, the, the the first one, the forces of humanity with the yeah, like I said, they're they're suits of armor type look. They're absolutely. I, I can see yeah, elvish, elvish Egyptian sci-fi. Yeah, I, I can I can see where you're getting the elvish 
looking. Especially that Lady Asgard commander at the top. She looks that just yeah. Well, not just that, but that artwork they have in the middle too. They look very elvish. But then they've got those, like you said, those Egyptian-looking cats, the Serbi. Yeah. As well. They have a whole so. range in this stuff of minis that are free pose, so you can actually pose them however you want. Most of this stuff is ball jointed, so you can actually make up your own pose. I mean, there's going to be limitations, obviously. There always is. Yep. But I really like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure all of this is resin. I'm just it looking looks... for a confirmation of that. It definitely looks like it's resin. It, it looks detailed enough to be resin. And, and sharp enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, this is just something that I was... I came across this, I think it was a Facebook advertisement... Um, and I looked at this and went, ooh, I really like this. You can buy all four boxes, uh, like your starter faction boxes, for $169.95. That's not bad. It's not bad at all for all I mean, obviously that would be for a, um, th that would very clearly be for a gaming group to be getting into gearitists or something else I like. This has robot dinosaurs. Yeah. The, no, they're not the robots. They're actual dinosaurs. They're actual dinosaurs. The raptors? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're actually greys. Oh, I need to stop saying things I want. Like, seriously, I love this. Oh. I do agree. Those, those raptors do look cool if they're armor plates they have mm. down the back. I did notice the Lord Asgard one with his felines stuff, which really does jump back into the um, the Egyptian side of things. Because, mm -hmm. well, what's more Egyptian than cats? Cats and sphinxes and... Yeah. 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 And they're, like, really decent-looking minis, too. Um, I really like the look of this stuff, personally. Um, yeah. Are we going to see seeing something new on the painting shelf here? <laughs> it's certainly possible. Um, otherwise, I think that's going to be our indie talk for the day. I don't know how much of it you have, but... Trim, glue, prime, paint. Buy more before you finish. The cycle continues. What hobby have you been up to? Reading through the book for Victory Seat. That's, that's been my hobby. Nice. I haven't really... Just reading through the rules, getting to know that stuff since... Uh, the ships are still sitting on my table. I put the ships together uh, a while ago. I just haven't done anything with them re recently. What, you um, can't sail your ships in the middle of the sand? I could. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, life has been crazy. I've been waiting to, to try and get everything. I get a bunch of medical forms 
for getting ready for my move and stuff like that. So it's been kind of crazy. Uh, might have some time here. Uh, I can get some paint or yeah. uh, some other models put together. So, but I don't want to get like I said. Don't want to get too too into stuff because I don't want to have to get halfway through something and then have to put it all away and then just because I'll be having movers come pick, pack me up here in a couple months. Yeah, because so it's yeah, kind of this weird flex phase of of you've got time to do stuff, but realistically, this you can't because everything needs to be in boxes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, couple of things this week. One of the companies, and I I did mention this in our group chat. One of the companies that we discussed some months ago. Um as part of our aiming at the indie segment, um, actually noticed me comment on one of the things about how we covered them recently. Um, I wasn't actually looking for it. I, I just made the comment. But they made a post about they were thanking people for how much things had grown recently. Um, I was like, oh yeah, we covered you recently as well. Uh, like just as a supporting thing. Uh, and actually reached out to see where it was that we um, had covered him and had a look and Apparently enjoyed what he saw. Um, that was Red Leaf Customs. Sorry. Uh, Red Leaf Customs, who have actually been showing off some new stuff. Yeah, no, not that. So they've got some new terrain going. They've got some more of the organisational stuff coming. They've got like a display set coming and some shelves and stuff. Which is nice. For my personal hobby though. Where did my mini go? Aha! I have been working. I'm going to have to turn off my blurring. Alright. I have been working on. Some very very basic Blood Angel stuff. Um, nice. I have not touched my Blood Angels, really. I've half built one of them, but that's really as far as it's going. This is essentially just the base paint. Like, that's that's all I've done. This is... This is originally a 3D printed model. Doesn't look too bad. No, I'm actually really happy with this. Now, for those that are about to have a go at me for using a 3D printed model, this is just to test my paint scheme. This will not appear on my army. In fact, if people want, I will break this on camera for you to prove that it won't be part of my army. Um, I know I'm not going to be that guy. Not with an existing army. I'm quite happy to 3D print stuff and use it on the table, but I would be doing it under different circumstances. Um, so, that was originally primed in black. And then Zenith you'll highlight it using the white acrylics that I've spoken about mm -hmm. in the past. Because I will never use a white primer ever again. There's no need for them. They are a complete waste of your time. Um, I then used a blood red acrylic ink from the same company. And a lighter colour to get some very basic highlights on it. Um... So from here, I will end up washing the living daylights out of it and then um, bring those highlights back up again and then I'll start on the face and stuff. 
and to see how my uh, my actual plan looks on the mini. Um, yeah. Just because I need something to be able to um, see if what I'm working on on my head works in the minis. Um, because I talked all about how I was really excited to get back into Blood Angels again and then I went to Tassie and came back and then I was kind of like, um, and I haven't really done anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's it from hobby side on my, my side of things. Um, been working on the car again, uh, not the, the, the RC car. The hobby car. Yep. It's, um, it's working again. I don't think it was working at the time we spoke last. You said you had broken a strut. Yes, which is now repaired. Um, I did some burnouts in the driveway the other day, which was fun. Not burnouts, some donuts. Donuts. Um, the actual car that I intend to upgrade and stuff is still on the way. The one that was supposed to arrive in February, and they didn't arrive in time, so I ordered another one. Still isn't here, and still won't be here for at least another two weeks. I'm not going to name the company that I ordered them from, um, because I'm in a mi- I, I'm currently in a mixture of trying to be patient and being very impatient because it's not the first time that this particular company has messed me around. Uh, it's not a company that we have ever mentioned on stream before for those that may be trying to connect the dots, because it's a completely different hobby. Why would I be buying it from a company that yeah. doesn't sell them? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's been my hobby. Um, Going back to me. Uh, yeah. Cross my, cross my fingers. My Kickstarter for Company Heroes board game should be shipping out maybe this next week. Hopefully. Nice. So I just got an uh, email earlier saying, confirm your shipping address. So cross my fingers. I should be hoping... Opening up Company Heroes, the board game. So if, if you've ever played the, the PC game, listeners out there, it's very much like the board game or the, the PC game. They've, from what I've seen in the videos and everything, they've transposed it perfectly to a board game style where you can play it turn-based or real-time with up to eight players. So I came that close to buying the Doom board game yesterday. Oh, Really? Yeah, I've actually played it, and it's a lot of fun. Um, but I resisted. Um, very, very tempted. That's going to stay very... Um, I have ordered the rulebook for Gamma Wolves, which is written by okay. Ash Barker, which is the Gorilla Miniature Games guy. Mm-hmm. Much bigger than we are. Um... He's never spoken to us, so no, he's not trying to get us to, to, to do things. Um, I'm just mentioning it because it's genuinely a game that I like the idea of. It's mech combat, and I can use whatever the hell I want. Because yeah. um, it's it's miniatures agnostic. Like, you can use whatever you want. Um, I haven't decided what I'm going to do. There's a Russian company of technically toys that I've seen someone else um, build and then paint up. I mean, they're not designed as miniatures. They are very, very simple. Insanely cheap. Um, but I'm genuinely tempted to 
go in that direction. I'm also genuinely tempted just to, you know, 3D print some stuff, but I, I, I really don't know yet. Yeah. Um, I finally brought the new book for Gaslands, which is oh, almost you? 12 months old now. Um, yeah, I remember covering that when we were first coming out. Yeah. Um, it's on the bed back there, speaking of which I should put my blurring back on. Um, I'm genuinely very, very excited, but Gaslands is something that excited me all, a long time ago, and I got right mm-hmm. into it and actually built quite a few cars and never actually got around to playing it for whatever reason. Well, that's the same reason as always. It's, it's my schedule is very difficult. Yeah. Um, my, my schedule sucks. Um, but, on that subject, this is not really hobby, it's just kind of life. I mentioned in my most recent performance review, uh, which went well, um, for those curious, uh, but I mentioned that one of the goals that I have is I want to get back to having a regular work schedule again and getting away from the rotating roster stuff. Um, and... I have been given some suggestions of where that might be possible. So, hopefully by this time next year, I won't be rotating in shifts and will actually be able to actually have a reliable hobby schedule again. Um, This is all hypothetical at this stage, but it's good news if it happens for me. Yeah, Um, it is good news. Yeah, it, it would still be in the hospital, but either I would be doing my job in a different area or moving into a different job within the hospital. Um, it's still going to be a matter of time at this stage. Um, I, I don't know what my goals are going to be long term, but I I need to get out of what I'm doing quite desperately. Um, well, not desperately, but yeah, I'm, I'm very keen to get out of it. So that's hopefully good things coming. From a channel perspective, most people probably won't have realised how hectic things are on my side. Um, I know that you guys do know. Because... We, we do, just because of trying to schedule recordings and whatnot. Yeah. I don't have regular days off. My days off change all the time. Uh, and that, it's and very rare for me to get a I weekend. I think that's generally how it is in the medical field, no matter where you are. Yeah. And... I haven't played a miniatures game for long over 12 months at this point. Like, at all. Um, I still have board games that I purchased through Kickstarter that I was really excited to play. One of which is Super Fantasy Bro. That I haven't had the chance to play yet. Because my schedule is just... Yeah. Um, But, it, it is what it is. I think it might be time for some game talk. Nerd up, you've gotta say. When you hear the roll, you've got a bruising underway. Nerd up, it's the code word. No matter where you play it, you know you've got to nerd. I still like my word up thing. We don't play it enough, but that's okay. Um... Why can I not find... Oh, it's in resources. That's why I can't find it. Now, we are covering Drop Zone Commander this week. And I believe we're up to the PHR. We are. Going over infantry for PHR. Yep. 
They've got four different options available to them. Two in the regular troop option. Yep. They have their immortals, which are a squad size of two for 32 points apiece. Uh, Two-inch movement, no countermeasures, armor of eight, damage five, infantry two-plus type. Uh, they've got three different whooping types to, to choose from. They've got their assault rifles, which have a move and fire value of one, uh, 360-degree arc on all of them. Uh, a range full of 24 inches. If you have, if you're shooting against a target with countermeasures, you got a nine-inch range on that. Uh, eight shots at three plus accuracy and an energy three, with an RW of two, which means if for every guy you lose, you lose two dice in your shots. Um, or and then you have your long reach uh, rifle, which is like a sniper rifle in a sense. So zero move um, for moving fire. Uh, infinite range for full, 24 inch for countered, one shot, uh, two accuracy, or two up accuracy with an energy seven. Uh, it shoots, can shoot through both soft and body cover as well as penetrative uh, for armor as well. So lighter armored units like your your APCs, your light armored, um, like your smaller scourge. Uh, walkers, the, the very small ones, you might be able to, to hit and actually do some damage. Um, so, and then you got close assault weapons, which are your close quarter weapons. You got ten shots apiece for that. Uh, energy three, again RW two on that. So these are your good basic all around uh, standard infantry as the immortals. And then you got the immortal uh, AM rifle team. Yep. Uh, 45 points for these two squad or squad size of two. Um, they get rid of their regular uh, rifles, the assault rifles that the regular mortals have, and they just have five long reach rifles. So you're pretty much getting five sniper rifles, uh, and then just smaller sidearms like pistols as their close quarter weapons. Yeah. Uh, they do have a countermeasure of E plus two. Um, so a little more evasive. They are a rare unit as well. Um, so you can't bring in as many of these. But RW1 for both their sidearms and their long reach rifle. Um, their their sidearm has five shots, energy one, so very, very low powered close quarters. So if you're in close quarters, don't use these guys because uh, they will, they don't have very strong energy on their sidearms. Granted, I mean, just because, in, in my sense, they're using pistols instead of assault rifles or grenades or something like that. Yeah. Based on the stats here. So if, um, if I had a specific sniper unit, the first thing I'm going to do is send them into close combat. Because, for obviously, that, obviously that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have infinite you... range. Why would I put them away from anything? Clearly, they want to be up close. Of course. So, like you, like you mentioned, Bruce, these are the guys that you stick in the back. You put them yeah. in a, a building halfway through maybe your backside of the board, um, and you just try and snipe other players' infantry that are shooting outside of buildings. Yep. Um, or lighter, as I said, lighter uh, armored lighter units stuff. that are coming up the streets or, or wherever. So, yeah. Um, they are good-looking minis, too. They are good looking. 
absolutely. I guess you have five different. I forgot. You have two types of exotics. Um, you got your sirens. Um, squad size of two, 50 points piece. These are very much your special ops. Um, go in and kill stuff. Kind of special ops. Yeah. Uh, infantry unit, three inch move, armor six, damage three, infantry two plus. Uh, they have a dodge of two plus uh, and rapid insertion of six inches. So they can enter enter the buildings through the roof or, and whatnot. So it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have two different rifles, uh, weapons. They have auto sensing magnums, uh, 12 inch full, uh, six inch counter, six shots, two accuracy, energy five with an RW of two as well. And then the, the assault magnums, uh, close quarter weapon, they have six inch, or six shots, five energy. So pretty well, uh, well-rounded, like I said, special ops yeah. unit to, to go in and, and clear out buildings before your immortals go in and, and take out the objective, or find the objective. And then the one that I like out of these two is the Medusa. She is a single squad for 100 points, and she's 100 points and a single squad for one good reason. Uh, she's rare, but she's also resilient. Uh, Nine-inch move, evasion of four plus, armor six, ten damage. And the reason why she has so much damage is because she's flying around on a stack of nano machines, pretty much. And so yeah. her nano machines, she has a nano machine surge, which is kind of like her offensive version um, with a 9-inch full, 9-inch countered, uh, 10 shots, 2 accuracy of energy 6. So she's just surging him and pinpoint into one spot. Focus 2 with an RW1 and flame as well. Um, so she can go up to next buildings and just roast infantry out of there or focus Pretty them much. And, and hit armored units as well. Um, if you get with 10 shots if, and an accuracy of 2, and a focus of two, you can get rid of a couple of couple of hit dice uh, and increase your energy up, and so you can burn through some armor as well. But then she has close quarter nano machines as well, ten shots with energy three. So it's just nasty how she works. But then, so she has an offensive version of her nano machines, but then she has also white ver- white nano machine version. Yeah, I was just reading that. Heal a friendly unit with an up to nine inches and replace one damage point lost from that vehicle. It's the same kind of thing that the uh, we'll talk about it later when we get into the the units themselves. But the um, Hades Scorpion Walker has this as well, that ability to heal himself as well or, or other units. Nice. And then so it's it's pretty nice. Uh, and then she also has the levitated bonus as yeah. well which means that this unit can move over pieces eight inches or higher uh or up to up to eight inches high i mean you got to think about it she's a single person single lady floating around on nano machines she's gonna be able to fly wherever she wants to um the thing about medusa too is she has her own special um triton that takes her it's called the triton x um transport and it has white nano machine wave, and it can also repair her, or also a unit within nine inches. Oh, that's and a so, flying one. Nice. Yeah, that makes it, sense. It is a flying one. It's a very, very fast flying uh, 
transport that only she can be in. Um, so if you're going to take Medusa, it's best to take the Tritonics with her. Yeah, you'd be um, silly not to. Yeah, or else she's going to be hard-pressed to get up in the center of the board. Yeah. Um, and then the last um, unit of infantry is the Valkyries, that are considered a scout unit. Uh, again, a squad size of two, 50 points apiece, 9-inch move. They're pretty much flying infantrymen, in a sense, uh, with jump jet packs that they have, uh, evasion of, of plus three, seven armor, five damage, infantry two, uh, dodge for five plus, and a rapid insertion of zero inches. So uh, very, very good at getting into buildings as well. Yeah. Uh, Submachine sub gun guns. 18-inch uh, full, 9-inch counter, 10 shots, 2 accuracy again, uh, energy 4, and then they combat some machine guns. as uh, 10 shots at energy 4 as well. Um, the nice thing about their jump jet packs is the unit can choose to retain its full movement when exiting a garrison. Um, if it does that, it can't embark in a transport at the, during the same time. So if you're trying to get yeah. out, of a, out of a building... You got your full distance, and it's unlike half distance that you normally get for a one-inch move um, sometimes. They also so, let them jump over buildings up to eight inches high, just like Medusa, so that's nice. Yeah, yep. So, pretty cool units uh, for some scout units. Go out and scout around. So, yeah. PHR, like I said, the sirens are pretty nice as... as Go in and help clear stuff before your mortals go in. Medusa, I just love her. Uh, just because yeah. she can just burn through armor or, or flamethrower buildings or repair units that have been damaged on your side. So For me, I, I think Medusa has to take it for me. Um, I mean, obviously she's more of a hero than an infantry person, but... I Absolutely. just don't see a reason why you would never take her. At all. Like, even if she's not destroying things, she's helping your units survive and stuff as well. I mean, that's yeah. not what I'd be using her for, but it, it anything is a bonus. Yeah. Um, uh, 1,500 points, 140 points isn't going to be that bad. 100 points for the Medusa, and then 40 points for her, her Triton yeah. transport. So, it's... Like, I have to agree with you. Yeah. If you're not taking her, why? Why? Um, what's wrong? For those that are new to the game and missed the last time we mentioned this, the reason that the units themselves have such small movements is because the game is designed so that they come in on the transports. Yes. Nothing walks onto... Well, very few things walk onto the board. Um... There's just no, that. That's just the way that it is. You use your vehicle to get them to where they need to be. They get out. They go and do what they need to do. They get back into the vehicle and then run off or go to the next place or whatever. Um, and with something like Medusa, you're going to want her to be everywhere. Mobile. Um, and I'll, obviously, there's only one of her. But yeah. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is. There's really nothing in the infantry there that I wouldn't take. Uh, it's going to depend who you're up against to some extent, I suspect. But, I mean, a specialised sniper unit, yeah. Sit them on top of a building and take out whatever you can see. Um, 
using the sirens to clear out the buildings is a great idea. Obviously, you need the immortals to get your objectives and get them off the be- off the board. Yeah. Um, like that. This is it, everything in this is a nice solid unit. Um, yeah. Which is good because that that is what the new edition was supposed to be, where every everything yeah, had I, a place now. Yeah, I agree, and I think movement wise, I think the Valkyries have the highest movement because of their jump packs. Yeah. I think they are the fastest moving infantry in the game. They're a scout really? unit and so they're not they're they're not very good in terms of um, overall shots because they have low energy weapons. But they when you're using command cards you can use them as your commander to help yeah. play out your command cards. Yeah. So yeah, that's our game talk for the day. Let's... Next week, or next time we'll be drop fleet again. We're going to go yes. over monitors. We haven't gone over monitors yet, have we? I don't think we have. Uh, didn't we start with monitors? I can't remember. I'll have to look. I'll have to look I think see. next week was dreads. We already cop- we already. Oh no, dreads, dreads was last week. No, so it's battleships next week. That's right. Um, upcoming events, I upcoming suppose. Upcoming events, events, yes, events. Definitely a realistic echo. Events, events. All right. So, upcoming events. I'm going to start with the obvious one, which is the one that we've been mentioning every time lately. Uh, every month, the Drop Zone and Drop Fleet Commander communities run Project Five Hundred. It's a challenge to paint up 500 um, points worth of stuff each month. It's just general hobby motivation. Um, it like there's, there's it's it's just hey let's let's all take. It's part of trying to get the game moving and growing. With the world being the way that it is right now, it's what can we do to help? Because obviously, gaming and stuff is something that kind of died for a while. So this was just kind of something to help continue with motivation and keep everybody going. Um, UK Games Expo is still coming up. The dates are still July 31st till August 1st. So it's Friday and Saturday. Uh, At this point, there is no change. Uh, Obviously, if things go south again and if things have to change, then they will let the world know and then we will let you know as well. Gen Con, Gen Gen Con just announced new dates and formatting uh, of how they're going to do it. So the dates were uh, the first weekend in August. They are now the 16th to the 19th of September. Mm -hmm. They're going to have three different ways to attend Gen Con. They've got in-person attendance, which will be capped in the number of attendees, and they'll have a modified. Yeah, they'll have a modified format uh, for the attendees to possibly include. COVID vaccine requirements, along with the other measures, masks and social distancing and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, if they are going to require vaccines, just be mindful of that. They're st- I think that's still kind of in their decision of what they're going to be doing. But that's straight off their website. Uh, they're going to have online streaming events um, where they're going to have, for if you can't attend or don't want to attend because of COVID restrictions or, or whatnot, they're going to have online streaming events. And then they're also going to, I think this is a cool idea. 
they're going to allow pop-up location events at local retail stores. But obviously those will be based on community guidelines, based on the COVID restrictions that you may mm-hmm. have in the community. But having those little pop-up events, I think is a cool idea mm. to allow Gen Con to be still happening, but now it can be worldwide instead of just there at the, the normal conference center they have in Indianapolis. Um, and see, here's the thing I like about that. Whenever you have a huge event like this, it kind of empties every gaming store in the area. Because Absolutely. nobody's going to the store, everybody's going to Gen Con. Um, store owners are going, players are going. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So this is a way of giving back to the community that actually helped create the event. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like this. Um, how well it goes is going to be another question. And um, if it continues, who knows? It may just be this year just because of COVID. But we'll see if they bring it back next year. But I like the idea. I could see it going both ways. Um, I could too. I genuinely believe that con events will never really go back to the way that things were. Because con events were a problem before COVID hit. Con, Con flu was a thing a decade ago. Yeah. Um... I think to some extent something needed to change with cons anyway. They were getting too big. Um, I'm going to miss that. Yeah, Gen Con is huge. I mean, if not the largest gaming convention. No, no, it is the it is the largest. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. Um, I think to some extent this is a way to make Gen Con actually look even bigger than it already was. This is an event yeah. that's so big that the stores are doing it as well. It's now It just sells itself. Yeah. I mean, Gen Con's... I, I would argue that Gen Con's not going to lose any business from it. Um, all it's going to do is make stores more keen to see them. Um, I mean, to change topics slightly, WrestleMania... Uh, every year that WWE does when it's out there. Uh, The reason why cities usually want it is it's a huge moneymaker for all of those cities because everybody that travels internationally has to spend money somewhere. Um, This could legitimately be a way of bringing other people into the hobby. Because, I mean, as as much as Gen Con is huge, there's no question about that. It's still only, only only people from our hobby going. This isn't something that randoms go to uh, that I've ever known of. Yeah. Um, they did say also, um, I just pulled up the website, and they said for the pop-up Gen Cons, publishers' games are going to be available to stores for demos and events where allowed and purchased. So that's a smart they'll idea. Allow, they'll allow the, the, those companies that are there normally to with the demos yeah. to... To pick somebody from a game that they actually sell. That, that, yeah. Yep. Um, the downside of that is it's possibly going to make the week even more exhausting for those people that are traveling. Because that, that's the only upside of Gen Con from those sort of people was that, hey, at least it was all in the one spot. But they still had to Mm -hmm. run from one side of the event to the other half the time. This is not yeah. going to help with that. 
But in no. theory, at least, if Anga Har- let's say Lewis was going from TT Combat, um, Lewis normally would be based just at where they are. Um, this, in theory, could mean that Lewis has two stores that he has to go to as well. Mm-hmm. The downside of that, that's going to add travel, which is going to add to the exhaustion. But at the same time, it's going to actually add a break between all of the things that he has to do as well. Because that travel time is potentially 20 to 30 minutes as opposed to I have three minutes to get back to the booth, for example. I mean, I haven't been to Gen Con. I'm just knowing how cons generally work. It's usually one of the big problems is the exhaustion that you get from it. Um, So that may actually turn out to be a good thing. Um, Why am I picking Lewis? Um, There was no real reason. I just thought he was a good example because TT Combat is a company that we talk about a bit because drop fleet drops up. Uh, the only other thing, the Brush Beast competition is still going. We've discussed this a couple of times now. It started on February 1st. It continues through to the May uh, to May 31st. Um, there was five categories. Single Miniature, Large Creature or Monster, Machine of War, Masters, which is an open category, and Five Model Squad, which is a studio category. Uh, you were only allowed to have one entry per person or studio. Um, if you was wanting to get in on it, it's facebook.com slash groups slash brush beast. Pictures must be provided before the miniature is primed and when it's completed. Unless it's a master's category, uh, because master's usually takes upwards of 12 months. Um, that's not something that Jason and I would be entering, obviously. Um, oh. but yeah, that, that, that's it for this week. Um, anything in particular on this week that stands out to you, Socks? Just the Atomic Mass games. I mean, I heard about this, their little mini extravaganza that was supposed to be coming out. I'm glad it happened finally. Yep. Good to hear some, some new stuff that's coming out from them, especially from the Star Wars side now that they've taken yes. over. Because um, I know a lot of the people in the community was kind of getting worried about what was going to happen with it. I um, might end up buying Yoda. That is genuinely a possibility. Um, because who doesn't love Yoda? I, I agree. Yeah. Um... Thank you to those that support us, whether it be in financial or whether it be through sharing and talking about us and so on and so forth. Thank you to the couple of people that reached out to me this week. Um, It's very much appreciated. Um, Yeah, it's very much been appreciated. If you are in a situation where you can um, assist us, we only ask for $2 a month on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash getting tabled. Um, we would love to get to a point where this kind of pays for itself. Um, and anything that goes in there just goes into making this a better product for you guys to see and hear. Um, yeah. Social media wise, if you search for getting tabled on anything, you should find us. 
but facebook.com slash getting tabled is the big one that's where everything gets shared first it's where we all talk to each other um if you search for getting tabled itself on youtube we come we come up as at least the first 10 to 15 search results twitter and instagram are both at getting tabled the website is gettingtabled.weebly.com. Um, if you have feedback, whether it be that there's something that you want us to discuss or something that you've noticed that we got wrong or something that you're happy that we got right, um, or if you want to tell me to shut up and get Jason to talk more. Um, <laughs> Whatever it is. Get, gettingtabled at gmail.com. Reach out. To, we, we would love to hear more support. I, it really, really gave me a, a a kick this week when I got feedback from those couple of people. So I'd, I'd love to get more of that. And, hey, asking questions, we can answer your questions live if it's that, if it's that sort of question. Um, well, as live as this ever is. But otherwise, thank you, Captain Sox, down there. Thank you. Slash there. You're down there. Wherever, up there, down there. Um, oh, I need to play this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shiz, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Tabled, music used in this podcast was created by Bonnie Grace at EpidemicSound.com.